Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to HWA Radio here. We took a week off, and uh, as such, I, I think we, we had a hard time getting hold of, uh, of CR. I, I don't know if he, if he wasn't aware that we're back on this week. You know what? Guys, dial it up. Can you get? Can we get a call? Get, dial it up. Get, give him another call. Maybe he'll answer this time. Hello, hello. This is the Ross Residence. How can I help you? Big <laughs> thing. It's uh, this is Keys here. Obscene Gene. Is that you? Who the hell is this? Is this some telemarketer? We don't need your goddamn car warranty. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no car warranties here. This is the uh, the podcast, HWA Radio. Oh, pod keys. I didn't know I had the keys to the car or something. I was a little bit thrown <laughs> up. You know, I've had a little bit too much to drink already, but uh, hey, let me ask you a question. Where's the next pay-per-view going to be? That's going to be uh, in Pittsburgh at the, the Yinzer Arena. That'll be for Halloween Hell Baloo. Oh, so I like to go online and look up what bars to go to, see who has the cheapest eats and the best deals on the vodka. You know what I mean? Well, there's no shortage of places out there. I'm sure uh, CR's familiar with them. He used to live up in the Pittsburgh area for a Gee, while. What the hell are you doing answering my phone? Give me the goddamn I was just talking to Keys. Of- Give me the goddamn phone. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, CR. Good to- I didn't know if you were uh, ready for the show or not. Uh, we tried to get a hold of you earlier. And, uh, oh, for God's sake, I've been having all clear storms out here, all kinds of trouble with the goddamn. What's that? Idiot? What are you answering my phone for, you goof? <laughs> yeah, good old uh, <laughs> obscene Gene uh, acting as your secretary, I guess. I don't know what that was. He's acting like the human sponge sucking down all my booze is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, is, is that different than any other time? I'm telling you, I'm, I told him I'm tacking 150 bucks a month on your rent for uh, liquor price. Well, <laughs> at least you make some money doing it that way, anyhow. Well, he thinks he's in my good graces. He said he was going to make dinner, and he, he made us grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> hey, I like grilled cheese sandwiches. Tomato yeah, sandwich? well, he, he forgot to take the plastic off the cheese, for Christ's sake. <laughs> God. Well, Fucking bastard. I almost choked to death on it. At least it'll be fresh. <laughs> you know that much. Oh, uh, shit. Well, we're back here with uh, with HWA Radio, and uh, after after a week off, we're kicking things back in. We got some hot news for you, actually. Uh, this is this is a bit of a personal bit of personal news for me. Uh, I, I I happened to be assaulted by Vic Volger backstage after the last show, and uh, he slapped me across the face. And a statement, a very familiar statement, uh, was that uh, "Keep my valet's name out your fucking mouth." So I, I don't know if he, if he stole that from somebody else. Uh, if he might have picked that up from Bel Air or something like that. But uh, regardless, it's it, he, he comes up to me, he slaps me, sucker slaps me, and I'll tell you this, Vic. All right, first of all, you don't fucking do that. I, I don't care. You look at think of the Godfather. You know he may not be the most physically intimidating guy, but you do not fuck with him. You you do that with me, I, you slap me again. You're going to be pulling back a stump, motherfucker. I hope you understand that you piece of shit, you purple ass. Just because I called, uh, just I, I said Brandy looked like a looked like an ape, which she does. So you you, you better watch yourself, bitch. All right. So all right, gotta get that well, out. Well, he didn't drop the taint on your face. <laughs> yeah, that's just bite it, <laughs> bitten taint. Try explaining that in the emergency room. 
Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into this. As a matter of fact, that was the first match. It was Brandy Alexander versus Kelly Boom. Uh, looked looked for a good match here, and I, I always forget that Brandy is a high flyer. You, you look at her, and I, I I always see her you know, by by Vic's side, and a valet, the, the gold dress and everything like that. But when it comes to wrestling, she's a high flyer. She's, she's very at home on that top turnbuckle. But uh, they, as they say, live by the sword, die by the sword. Uh, Brandy, one, one of her moves in the middle of the match, she misjudged and overshot Kelly Boom, she landed right on her coccyx. Is it coccyx or coccyx? I, I don't know how, how it's pronounced, but uh, yeah, she landed right on that tailbone, and uh, I, th- I thought that might have been it for her. Oh, for Christ's sake, at first I thought she was a tranny or something. Landed on her cock, but... <laughs> Cox, coccyx is the tailbone, the, the coccyx. Coccyx. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, maybe she wasn't wearing her contacts. We see that, we, we've been seeing that happen quite a lot this season. There's a lot of people misjudging, just throwing elbows in the air and missing all over. Maybe they all need eye exams after the end of the season. I don't know what the hell's wrong with them. They're all loopy. They went, ever since we've gone to this V3, the lights seem to be extra bright in the stadiums. As you can tell some, on some TVs, it's like a, you're practically washed out. So maybe they've got to tune the lights down or something like that because they just keep missing all this shit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Brandy, she, she was able to recover. Uh, Kelly had momentum for a while, but Brandy turned things around with a move. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and name this move. I don't think she has. I'm calling it the runway. Uh, it's a sort of reverse DDT uh, where she it's like she slams her down. She stands up like a full headstand uh, on Kelly. And then, and then she flops down. She flips her over, got the three count out of that. Uh, so, you know, a great job by by the uh, the primate, I mean, Brandy. And uh, once again, Kelly, boom, just can't, cannot get the shit going. Well, I'll tell you, a little bit of surprise to me. Uh, with I think Kelly has a little bit more of the experience, but uh, you know, anytime someone from the West Coast Alliance uh, gets their shoulders pinned to the mat, old CR doesn't shed a tear. So uh, <laughs> I was happy with the outcome. Yeah, as, as good as she's looking physically, uh, she's her, her skills have not uh, not peaked. Uh, or well, they, well, if they peak there, it's over for her because she's on she's on a, a slippery slope there. But uh, uh, well, maybe she needs that extra weight. Needs to get, catch up with old bucket ass. Get yeah, a little more, a uh, little, little more junk in the trunk. A little more cushion for the push and put that back on there. See, maybe she'll, maybe she'll do better. So, uh, you know, Kelly, if you get, we'll get you a discount at Misty's Fur Burgers. You eat up there, chick. <laughs> get, get some, get some hips back on you. Uh, well, apparently Misty's been eating the Misty's Impossible Fur Burgers, which is why she's lost all that weight. She's gone with the uh, the plant based proteins. Uh, very healthy, very looking very good uh, so far. In fact, uh, we got she's coming up against uh, La Tarantula. We will be previewing the show coming up, uh, but that'll be her, her matchup uh, for the, that women's national title. Before we get to that, though, we talk about her first blood match here. This was Goldfather and Manus Nutsack, <laughs> two guys who, uh, well, Goldfather's he's bled a lot, and Manus hasn't been in, in a whole lot of matches, especially a first blood match. But uh, Goldfather looked out of sorts against the youngster, and it, it goes without saying that the, the guy is like 55 years old. Uh, he's he, he's like, Retirement's coming up any time now, uh, but uh, he, he re- received a two top uh, rope uh, two two of these the the, the rope top uh, sorry the top turnbuckle scissor throw where it's just acrobatic on the part of Manus he he flies off there he grabs him somehow against gravity reverses the direction and, and lands him uh, right on the right on his head and uh, I mean Goldfather's had an, an illustrious legacy there's no there's no question about that but uh, if you're gonna keep going up against these young guys you know, maybe maybe it's just time to wrap it up maybe we can get him a job uh, you know, on on the on the board or something like that but Goldfather I mean <laughs> thumbs up to you buddy but you know it's time to time to think about flowing things down well you look at our, our original uh, wrestlers that we have left uh, he's one of them along with uh fritz von stone and el loco and sabu and now concrete's made a comeback and uh 
Well, hell, concrete was old back then. He's always been older now. <laughs> it was I, a, I'm, I'm just the 70s. For, I'm, I'm waiting for when we have a, uh, you know, a, like a 10 man battle royal for uh, Pedro X to show. And screw you, Pedro. You're not, <laughs> 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 you got shit canned, you dumb son of a bitch. But anyway. Yeah, Pedro's got no but, stroke now. <laughs> he can say well, he's going to be stroke for a while unless he has some Viagra, to be quite honest <laughs> with you. But let me tell you, that's a different story. But let me tell you, you know, the. Uh, you know, I would think out of all, well, I think El Loco was probably wrestling when he was like 13, so he's probably the youngster of them all. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Fritz is pretty in pretty good shape for uh, for his age, and, uh, you know, Sabu uh, still looking good. He slowed down a little bit. We haven't seen much of him lately, but, uh, you know, he's uh, he can still uh, still mix it up in there. But like you said, uh, it, it seems like it's time for the passing of the torch, the, uh, the, the new generation, if you will, uh, to, to start taking over. Well, as far as the the uh, Joe's uh, sorry bunkhouse production goes, uh, it, 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 Rubber Duck has already taken over, so Goldfather's pretty much old hat. But uh, I mean, he he gets in there. He he certainly puts up a fight, and uh, this was indeed a first blood match. And uh, despite extensive callousing, Manus was able to bust Goldie open, Goldie Goldfather open with uh, with an e drop to the head, uh, a nice clean move, a nice clean break of the skin there. And but I gotta say this, as far as management goes, you got Fugu, you got Fugu's winning matches, you got Deuce winning matches, and they're they're starting to become a thorn in the side of uh, well the elder managers, mainly mostly uh, I'd say the, the Empire, but uh, yeah, for all four of the older managers, these guys are really starting to starting to throw their weight around. Well, I wouldn't say elder managers; I'd say the more established managers, because let's face it, Fugu, he's a uh, he's in his sixties and. Deuce, he, you know, he's dying that hair red. He's probably in his <laughs> early 60s as well. You, you see the way they perform in the ring. But, uh, hey, they, they found some nice up-and-comers. Uh, you know, old Mr. Nutsack there. and who, who was his buddy that came in with him? That would be Lance Buttkiss. <laughs> yeah, Buttkiss and Nutsack. Well, there you go. <laughs> they, they fit right in with the Admiral there and all his dropping deuces. Uh, disgusting <laughs> son of a bitch. But, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, hey, it happens all the time. There's a bit of a passing of the torch. You know, you can only, uh, you know, unless you're Chaz and find those special vitamins, you can only maintain your, your strength and vigor for so long. Yes, so. supplements are an important thing in, in wrestling. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so keep an eye out for them. They're, they're definitely powerful. Now, we talked about the uh, – the, the well, you know, I will say this, though, but I did predict that because uh, yeah, I always said in the first blood match, the bald guy, he's at a disadvantage. And that's that's what happened. That's right, exactly what happened. He's, he's got uh, well, Manus doesn't have a whole lot of hair, and is uh, with his uh, his hair color, it's easy to see the blood. But yeah, he got the best of him this time. Now, talking about the next match was the tag team championship. There were no, there was no Fugo, there was no Deuce here. This was uh, once again arranged by the the uh, commission. And I got to think that they're they're trying to to get you know, Keys and uh, Chaz to be at odds with each other because uh, they're just uh, I don't know if they feel slighted by the by the the thought of the Empire and they they think you know hey we are the Empire we're the ones that run the shit but uh, as a matter of fact we've been seeing a lot of matches like this and uh, this time yeah the bodily functions uh, established uh, well strange but established team uh, criminal acts or a new team and you said uh, like like you said you hadn't seen a lot from them but going into this match as you might have expected uh there was going to be wrestlers putting their hands on a manager but there was a twist to this one uh gsb goes out to attack Chaz. Chaz this time wasn't going to take it he fought back he, he threw gsb into the apron and uh, i gotta say that's refreshing to see the the managers aren't gonna, he, are, they're not going to get penalized by the commission if they fight back after they're attacked so uh, good to say hopefully we'll see more of that well you know like we said Chaz has been uh, he's been training saying his prayers taking his vitamins 
Tasmania is running wild, I guess. I don't know. He he wasn't going to put up with that crap. He, uh, you know, that like we saw in the in the, uh, the match where he won the uh, the manager's title. It, it it seems to be a new personality. He, it, there wasn't a whole lot of scientific wrestling in that match. It was just out and out brutality. And uh, you know, I have no noticed that uh, he's been a little bit on edge and a little bit uh, cranky as of late. Uh, Roid Rage, but I don't want to say anything about that because you know he's he's the guy that uh, he he takes care of me, but. Uh, I told him, I'm going to give me some of those special vitamins you're taking. He told me he thinks I, I couldn't handle them, which he may be right. But uh, to, to, to say, I, I, and it, it, you know what? It would have been even better if it was if it was Stevie Steamer that did it because I would say Chaz wasn't taking shit off of him. <laughs> but in this case, it was Golden Shower Boy, and he still wasn't taking shit off of him. Yeah, he, well, he didn't give a piss. So. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Uh, yeah, one thing, yeah, you got, Chaz got to watch out for, for man breasts and uh, impotence. So if he, if he keeps an eye out for that, then might, might want to steer clear of those vitamins. But, well, now that you have now Viagra, you can probably balance it all out. So. <laughs> yeah, but nobody, nobody, no, no woman wants to be with a guy with floppy man tits. <laughs> you know, the, testi- the testicles might shrink up to the size of raisins, but you never know. <laughs> That's true. Or they might have, uh, like in Johnny Dangerously, enlarged scrotum syndrome. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this is all speculation. I mean, maybe maybe there's some kind of new uh, herbal supplement. I don't know what the hell he's doing. I, all I know is he's bigger and he's meaner. That's that's about all I can say. Well, Fugu's got, got his whole tiger penis thing going. Maybe uh, Chaz might have gotten a hold of some of that, too. I, God only knows. Uh, but th- this, uh, this match was, you got to really see the criminal acts and, and a show of brutality akin to well, I'm shit, a prison yard. Uh, felony throws Steamer out of the ring onto the hard floor, right over the top rope. Uh, then he drives a knee into an already bloodied head of, of Golden Shower Boy, and uh, he just falls for the pin, and he got a title change right there, another title change uh, out of Keyes' hands into Chaz's. And there, there's got to be a little – Keyes has got to start getting a little uh, upset about this. Well, it all comes down to ego. You know, if they are indeed in cahoots and there is a so-called uh, merger of an empire, then it really shouldn't matter as long as you, the empire's in control of the belts. You know, I don't think old, uh, I don't think the emperor got too mad at Darth Vader for blowing things up. So as long as everybody's happy and they're on the same page, but there is, you know, there is a little bit of ego there. Everybody wants to manage the champions. You always want to have that gold in your, uh, in your stable and, uh, like you said, maybe the uh, maybe, maybe our board is trying to uh, put some cracks into the foundation of this newly formed empire and try to uh, drive a wedge between them. Well, time will tell whether uh, they can set their egos aside or not. We'll have to wait and see. Well, Darth Keys is uh, probably ready to pick up Emperor Chaz and throw him into space, just like that happened in the in the movies. But uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, if he can keep his cool. Maybe you know, just if if he sends some some people down from the chess egg enterprises uh to help keys out in certain situations it, it could it could patch things up nicely but uh that that remains to be seen after this uh after the tag team match we had the four-way uh, ella match i'm going to be calling that i'm just a short instead of elimination match it's going to be the ella match that is uh that is a, a, a trademark uh, copyright of hwa so don't take it uh but we had gluteus maximus spooge uh redneck rufus and bandit now, this was a mixed bag. You had two two really smelly guys, uh, one really sticky guy, and a guy who's just <laughs> huge, <laughs> just a, a gladiator. But uh, let's let's talk about the elimination in turn. First out, first was out with Spooge, uh, who's really lost. He's, he's lackluster uh, as of late. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because Bufu is is in head or the king of of the uh, the Ascalon Covet again. But uh, he got knocked out by the Moonshiner. 
And then we saw the eastbound and down on Redneck Rufus with a, I'm putting this in quotation marks, with a two count. Now, when we saw that count, you saw one come down, two came down, and three, three got stopped before there was any kicking at all. So I don't know and if, it, like like it's, the phrase goes, you couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, Bandit did not get the pin on this one, and then he got pinned shortly thereafter. So I, I don't know if this is a personal slight uh, by the by the referee, but uh, you know, Cam Zamuda is, is definitely uh, inconsistent, I think would be the best term to put it. Well, he was probably trying to fight back the stench between those two <laughs> on each other. I mean, it's all oh, probably trying to fan it away or something. <laughs> you know, but. Like you said, couldn't happen to a nicer, nicer guy. Yeah, if he's uh, instead of that three count, that was probably his, his hand waving. We did see his hands waving, so you know what? You might have a point there. Uh, after that, Gluteus took out Bandit with a it was kind of a punch kick combo, uh, but his luck ran out with a, a missed somersault. We saw him going springboard and off the ropes. Redneck was supposed to be there, he wasn't, uh, and then Redneck he's uh, he's a t- I don't like him. I think he stinks. I, I think he's uh, I, I don't like his uh, the fact that he waves the Confederate flag around and all that shit. But uh, he's a hell of a wrestler, and he was able to get another moonshiner got it on gluteus and uh, got the pin for that so, so no belts changing places but your redneck rufus is definitely uh, getting himself in qualification for uh, a big shot yeah and, and i don't want to toot my own horn but toot toot because i believe i uh, picked the uh, the stinky <laughs> bastard to win that match yes you did i was shaking my head as i was talking <laughs> when i was announcing that, i was like oh son of a bitch you picked it again <laughs> you wait well, you, you're not you're not paying guys to, to win and lose are you See, that, that, see, that's oh, it. come on. I don't have that kind of money. Team oh. drinks me dry. I got to keep my liquor cabinet stocked. <laughs> all right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, talking about the world championship match, the main event here, Katungi, a rematch, I should say, or Katungi uh, versus Concrete. Uh, Concrete had a better showing this time. I will say that, uh, especially when they picked up Katungi and dropped him on the mat. Uh, that's uh, You're talking about, was it 680 pounds, I think he weighs? Uh, Katungi just picked him up. And uh, even if you're a strong guy, even if you can bench press you know, 800 pounds or whatever Concrete can, it, even if you're built like a brick shit house, that, that's, gotta, that's just not a very smart move on my account. A guy like that, you want to keep him low to the ground. You want to work on him that way. But uh, Concrete apparently had the, something to prove by picking this big man up like that. Hey, he's proven he could do uh, go get a hernia is what he's trying to prove. But <laughs> yeah, and, and not to mention the amount of energy you you exert by doing that move, uh, especially at his age. Uh, let's face it. I mean, Katungi. Uh, you know, we when we talked about this match, I said Katungi kind of reminds me a little bit of Masato. You never know which Katungi is going to show up. If it's just like the crazy wild man, anything can happen. But if it's the guy that Chaz gets through to and the guy and, and his who has the ring awareness, the ring savvy, who understands the game plan, uh, the guy's unbeatable. But uh, that guy only shows up every so many matches. That's the problem. Well, you know, Chaz was uh, talking to him backstage and saying, you know, this is going to be the fight of your life. This is one of the uh, the guys who's been here the longest. He's one of the most skilled. So uh, maybe getting talked up by Chaz uh, helped him out. Uh, it was the tribal triple letter once again, uh, the, the ending uh, the, that move. Uh, provide a Kandungi with uh, too, too, too much uh, for Concrete to handle. And I, I got to wonder about this uh, with Concrete. If you get beat once by Kotungi, you, you were off You were off your game. You just you weren't ready for it. You go back, you review the tapes, uh, you, you form a new strategy. Then you go out here again, and you basically get beat the same way. I, I don't know if the term gun-shy is, is the proper term here, but uh, he's, he's got to start developing something psychologically. There, there's not much to develop psychologically for Concrete. I'll grant you that. But uh, there, there's got to be something that uh, every time he, he hears he's going to have to go up against Katungi uh, or, or 
or any any of the big guys, uh, Nigel Zark or who, what have you, that, that, that there's got to be something that, that's going to be holding him back, and that's going to be a burden on him for for some time now. Well, you know, sometimes somebody's just got somebody's number, and, and it, no matter how hard you try, you know, you just it's like beating your head against the wall. Mm. Yeah, with, with Katongi, it's like beating your head up against a big flabby wall. But you know, he's <laughs> <clears throat> the man is just so big. He's he is just. You know, when he puts this, if he puts the if he puts a simple reverse chin lock on you and just grinds away on it, you got six hundred pounds on you that you're trying to hold up, and it, it wears you down. It wears the energy down. He doesn't, and there are times when he doesn't hit a whole lot of offense, but the offense that he hits is so high impact that it just takes the, 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 the takes your breath away. You know, it, it knocks the wind out of you. you it, 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 he's beatable. We've seen it. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But like I said, it just comes down to which Katungi's going to show up for that match. Uh, his next title defense, who knows what's going to happen. Right. Uh, maybe it'll be someone that gives him problems. Uh, maybe he'll show up and just be, uh, you know, out of his mind. I don't know. Uh, all I know is Chaz is trying to keep his, him as far away from the Steel Sultan as he can. Because when he <laughs> hangs around the Sultan, uh, chaos ensues. Chaos and hangovers as well. Uh, definitely don't want to go into a main event like that. But yeah, I mean, the right Katunga showed up this time around, and he is going to be uh, defending that belt once more, well, a couple more times maybe, uh, before our big pay-per-view coming up. In- can, I, can I tell you that after the last pay-per-view, and, and this is no lie, because I personally witnessed it at, at the uh, at the after party hosted by CSE, Katungi and the Sultan, they went through six cases of beer. <laughs> like like I, those I, little twelve packs? Or are you talking the big ones? No, uh, twenty four six cases of beer. Oh my god! <laughs> I, what's twenty four times six? Uh, that's uh, hundred plus. I don't know how much. One hundred twenty four or something like that. I, whatever it is. They drank six cases of beer themselves. I I, I could not believe it. Actually, I think course, it'd be. Gene, Gene drank three bottles of vodka to go along with it. Well, that's impressive. that's breakfast for him. <laughs> but but these two guys went through six cases of beer, not to mention all the food they ate. It's no wonder Katogi's put on all that weight. I don't know where the salt puts it. He must have a hollow leg, or he must just take you know eat bars of X Lax and shit it all out the next day. I have no idea. I've been in the bathroom after him. I, I would say that's a high possibility. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, I just sit there and I sit there and I sip my Moscow mules and snack on some more d'oeuvres and I just, I just like to take it all in. It's just, oh, you talk about, you you talk about characters. Gene wanted to invite them out to the ring. I said, hell no. (laughs) Well, there's definitely two Katungis and if you keep them, the the one that's kept away from the Sultan is usually the pretty good one. Uh, so with that, we're going to be moving on to show 17 coming up here uh, this Friday. We have the exhibition match going to start things off here with with Muffy Trust Fund and Trina Vanderskank, two women we have not seen in action for quite some time. Uh, Trina's hips, of course. Uh, <laughs> you go to want fries with that shake? <laughs> but uh, uh, Muffy Trust Fund, we haven't seen her in a while. And I, I honestly don't know who to pick uh, in this one because, uh, it, like I say, t- time has a tendency to – to uh, change your, your favoritism toward any any one wrestler, I'm just going to go with Trina because you know she was my girl there. Uh, the, the, the hips don't lie and all that. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and pick her for this uh, exhibition match. Well, I'm going to go with the experienced veteran and Muffy Trust Fund, even though she's with Bunkhouse Productions. For God's sake, <laughs> the only thing they produce is a bunch of methane. For God's sake, that's about it. But uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take Muffy. All right, so following that's going to be a KO match. It's going to be Fritz von Stone versus the 
detestable Vic Volger, as I'm calling him, that motherfucker. Uh, sorry, so I got to remain impartial here. Uh, in this particular match, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna go with Fritz because it's a KO match, and you know he has that. Uh, his big move is, of course, the hands of stone. Uh, it's a boxing match; it'll get easily knock him on his ass. So I know you're not a fan of the West West Coast Alliance, but I think in this match there's a legitimate advantage uh, because a taint is unless unless he doesn't wash it for like three weeks, a taint is not going to knock you. Knock Mama didn't say knock you out with the taint. He, she said use the fist, and I think Fritz got the advantage there. Well, like you said, if, if he doesn't wash it a while and drops it and sits it there and grinds it on you, maybe the smell <laughs> will knock you out. But you know, you know, as, as much as I hate you know, the West Coast, you know, you know the, those goddamn criminal reprobates, I just can't stand them. But, but I got to agree with you. The hands of stone, that's tailor-made for a KO match. And, uh, you know, Vic, he's, he's more interested in shaking his hips and impressing the girls than, uh, you know, getting done. A good KO match would be like Fritz versus the Bandit. But then I'd be like, uh, I hope they both knock each other out. But <laughs> unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with that uh, uh, the West Coast. I'll take Fritz for God's sake. <laughs> Fritzy. Uh, no, sorry, it used to be that. Uh, after that, we'll have our first title match of the night. It's the women's national title. Misty Furberger, who's proven herself to be an amazing athlete uh, uh, now that she's she's polished up her, her style and her uh, her physique and everything like that. She's going to be going up against La Tarantula, who, uh, hmm. This is, a, this is an interesting one. Now, as far as the butt goes, I, I would give it to La Tarantula, but the butt, butt doesn't win the matches. So uh, let's try to look for some other angle here. I'm going to go. Hey, I don't know if Misty has that much of a def- defense against a high flyer like La Tarantula. Uh, like I say, Brandy Alexander is a high flyer, but uh, La Tarantula, she is born and bred in that luchadora, uh, that style. So I think she may have she may, may be a little more than Misty's ready for, and uh, I, I would say it might be a slim victory. But I, I think La Tarantula, I, I'm going to give her my backing. Well, I think at this point there are only uh, two titles that the uh, the Empire doesn't possess. This being one of them, uh, so we'll see how serious they are. There could be some outside interference. Uh, I think La Tarantula is due. Uh, she's paid her dues. She's had some good showings. She's had some poor showings. Uh, we all know how I feel about uh, her and barbecue sauce. <laughs> uh, you know how I'll be rooting for. Yep. Uh, after that, we'll have a four-way elimination. This is going to be a table elimination match, you know, one of my favorites that, that we watch. It'll be Hiram Lipschitz, El Loco, the Gimp, and the Rubber Duck. Uh, Gimp and Rubber Duck, of course, have the latex factor covered, uh, El Loco with the high flyer. But my pick has got to go to Hiram because I think he is significantly larger uh, than most of these. Gimp is, Gimp is short. El Loco is very short. Rubber Duck is the only one who, who actually can almost look eye to eye with him. Uh, but when it comes to putting putting people through tables, I, Hiram, is, is his body is just made for that type of thing. Uh, so he's got my he's got my pick on that one. Yeah, this is a tall order for a guy like El Loco. Uh, his you know he's have to either power bomb or bueno bomb three guys that are all over three hundred plus pounds. <laughs> the gimp uh, and the width mostly in girth. <laughs> you know, uh, I think he's the odd man out here. Uh, Hiram, he lets me down quite a bit. Hmm. He's not as dominating as he should be. Uh, excuse me, I got to have a little liquid refreshment here. <laughs> okay. Got to lubricate the pipes a little bit here, but, uh, you know, something in the back of my craw is just telling me that the goddamn sick rubber duck is going to win this match. <laughs> and I just, I'll be, I'll, I will be physically ill if that happens. Uh, so I am going to, I'm going to pick Hiram. I'm going to go with you with Hiram. But don't be surprised if that sick rubber duck ends up winning this match. Well, he's, uh, he's knows his way around a table match. He'll end up putting a flipper through a table or something. I don't know, something goofy's going to happen. <laughs> 
<laughs> flip or flap them right through a table. I can, yeah, I can do that. something stupid. All right, so that's that one, and we got there. Our main event for the night is going to be the men's TV title match, Bufu the Clown versus Nigel Zark. Uh, all I can say about this is holy shit, because Bufu the Clown... <sighs> You know he's a, he, whenever he's in title matches he it's it's not difficult to see he struggles uh, he, he he's gotten lucky he's gotten a, a few belts under his well his belt uh, so to speak but uh, I think this time it's just it's <laughs> unless somebody comes in and interrupts unless somebody breaks it up and I think it, it could even lead to a disqualification if that happens but uh, Nigel Zark I think is <laughs> is destined for for a belt here and it's going to be at the expense of Bufu. Well, yeah, it's a tall order for Bufu, but again, we'll see how serious this empire is about keeping the gold. Uh, you know, Chaz could always send Katungi down there because him and Nigel have quite quite the rivalry. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, I'll be rooting for Bufu. Bufu! 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 <laughs> well, we'll have to be, see. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, Nigel, he, he can be had. We've seen him been beaten by smaller men. So uh, it just comes down to how serious Bufu takes this match. And uh, how serious the Empire is about holding on to those titles. Yeah, we'll have to see because uh, there have been, ever since that uh, Masato Mayhem supposed to, supposed to be running down uh, and causing interference, ever since that whole slip up with the, uh, I, I don't know, with, with Saul in the back doing the, with the, with the ginger root, and the, I got on, God only knows what was going on back there. But uh, ever since that slip up, there's, there's, not, there's not been a great priority of, of one helping out the other in this. And we'll have to see. It's going to be, it's a night of two championships uh, for the Empire. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, how that pans out. So with that, we uh, that wraps up our show here for the evening. And uh, we thank you for joining us. Of course, HWARules.com is your, your uh, center for HWA action. Takes you right to the YouTube page, actually. We don't have our own page. But uh, ever since Facebook, fuck, <laughs> nobody needs their own page anymore. It's all all been taken over by Mark Fuckerberg. Uh, sorry, another editorial. Uh, but yeah, we got that. And of course, uh, add to your podcatcher, uh, anchor.fm slash HWA rolls uh, here for HWA radio uh, every week that we're not on vacation. So with that, uh, you got any closing words? No, I'm just looking forward to the show and uh, looking forward to see uh, see how these results turn out. And of course, we're uh, slowly steamrolling towards the big pay-per-view, which uh, I'm getting a little bit excited for. And uh, I promise you next week, Gene will not be answering my phone. <laughs> All right. So yeah, keep the, keep the phone away from him or, or give, give him like a, one of those uh, Fisher Price phones with the face on it and, th- and the bell that goes around. Maybe he'll think it's a real phone if he's drunk enough. Well, I was going to try to send him on another trip, but remember what happened last time he went somewhere. So uh, we'll yeah. have to find that. Another nude beach accident. That's, uh, let's, let's hope he doesn't get into that kind of trouble. But uh, as, as you know, you guys are listeners to us, you stay out of trouble too, uh, at least as much as possible. And uh, join us next week. We'll talk to you soon. 